82nd in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. 12 degenerates from Oak Lawn compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Find out from this week on the Fantasy Lounge with your host, Randy Hanson. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mack on the mic. To my right, the commissioner, Randy Hanson. And Randy, if you're not starting, if you haven't prepared yet, it might be a little too late. The fantasy draft's coming. I don't know how much we could drive home the subject. If you're already behind on eight ball, you're already behind. It's, it's too late to play catch-up now. I know there's some people in our league that still are putting it off, putting it off. Oh, we got about... 15, 16 days left. Are you going to cram? Is this how you did like for finals in college and stuff like that? And we see how that pinned out for half the league. Uh, it's almost a little insulting when I hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to you know, you know, do a day or something. Take a day. Take a day. I'm on day 60 right now, going strong. Devoted my life to this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, if you want to be competitive, you got you to get, you get your nose to the books right now. Oh, you got to hit it hard. Like, you're not going to pop an Adderall and stay up for, like, 24 hours, like, cramming and expect them the day before the draft. Or like, you're going to retain this knowledge. Don't don't fool out. Don't go out and fool people and go get try and fool people. Go out and get one of those magazines to bring the draft. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, just, you know, have some respect for the people putting in the time. Um, absolutely. And there's some people that said, you know, I've been, I've been listening to Twitter. And some people will say, hey, it's a snake draft. You could fall asleep and your team's still going to be the same. <laughs> and I'm not going to say who said it. It's people from different leagues. Uh. But um, I think there's a lot more to it. You know what I mean? There's a lot more to it. I know there's auction. There's different kind of leagues, auction, dynasty, and, and all that such. But if, if you know that make or break your draft is after round six, you could say. True. I mean, you got to really hit on some of those guys to to give you that extra, um, what's the word? Give that extra push. Yeah, the extra nudge into the, the playoffs. Especially as the go out in fantasy. Um, as, we, as we're getting going here. As we're getting going. As he is ready, you know, cracks open. Uh, A nice cold one, Stone Cold style. Yeah. <laughs> as we get going here, the sooner we get to drafts, the more hype that builds up. And so we're going to call this segment the Hype Train. And we're going to tell you if we're all aboard or we're, we're going to pump the brakes on certain people. Now, how we decided all these people are getting some hype, we looked at some ADPs from about mid-July to where it's at currently. And these are people that have been shooting up the draft boards. You know, maybe they're going around, round and a half earlier than what they were going just a week and a, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, right? And so the first one we're going to talk about is running back, Chicago Bears, David Montgomery. Mid-July was going mid to late fourth round. All of a sudden, whether it was a preseason game or people starting to look more you know, deeper into what the Bears are doing, now all of a sudden he's mid to late third round in just about a two to three week stretch. What do you think about David Montgomery? Are you all aboard or are you pumping the brakes a little bit? Uh, man. Um, I w- honestly, I would say I, I'm, I believe in his talent. I believe that Matt Nag- when Matt Nagy believes in a player, that's a big confidence booster for me. But a third round pick, you're looking at your running back two. That's a high running back two, and potentially or potentially, uh, potentially running, back, running one. back one. I think he is. 
He's going to break down. What was Tariq Cohen last year statistically? Is a top... Uh, he's top 25. He's top 25. Yes. Um, so, no. I, think, I think he has um, comparable stats to Tariq Cohen. I really do. I think he's uh, dur- durable out of backfield. He's uh, versatile. He's going to get a lot of workload. Um, they compare him to Kareem Hunt. This is Matt Nagy's Kareem Hunt in the Chicago offense. But to say that he's got a top eight possibility... I apologize. Tariq Cohen was actually 11. Now it makes then, a difference. So you're saying Dave Montgomery, we're spending a lot of time, I know, but Dave Montgomery could be a top 10 running back? I, I could say, I, I'll, I would say top 15. Okay. I think you're barking up the wrong tree here. Let me, let me give you an example here. I'm not really worried about Terry Cohen. Like, not, I'm not worried about him in a sense, but I don't think that those are his numbers. I'm actually looking at what Jordan Howard did last year. You know what's interesting? Jordan Howard had the six most rushing attempts in the NFL last year. I did not think that. I'm not saying Dave Montgomery is going to run the ball 250 times, but I am saying this. I'm expecting at least 160 to 180 rushes. Jordan Howard last year was the 20th best PPR running back. I'm kind of, from what I saw in the preseason game, from what people are talking about at camp, I'm kind of all bored myself. I think mid to late third round is probably about, sounds about right right now for Dave Montgomery. Yeah. Here's another thing. When we talk about rookie running backs, if you want to – Maybe plaster your roster with like two or three of them. One's gonna pop. That's that's the difference I think between rookie running backs sure. and rookie uh, rookie wide receivers is wide receivers take their their maturity rate takes a little bit longer year two year three till they finally understand the offense and make uh, a splash fantasy wise consistently. But running backs can you plug and chug right away. So as long as he has the opportunity and the uh, the amount of playing time. I think that's a viable option. Yeah, I'm so all I'm, so I'm, I'm all bored. Okay, awesome. Now another guy that we talked about, that I'm super high on, but now it's all a, all aboard right away. Wait, I think we're all aboard. And I, I wouldn't just say that because we're Bears homers either. I want people to get that out, get that out there. But a guy that I've talked about in previous podcasts that I really liked that I played last year a lot was Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin right now. Three weeks ago was mid to late fifth round. Now all of a sudden, in some of these ADPs and some of these drafts. He's going late third, early fourth, mid fourth round. Are we all aboard? Or are we pumping the brakes on Chris Godwin? I honestly am all aboard. I just think that defense is terrible, and with Jameis Winston, they're going to be passing a ton. And let's see, last year Tampa Bay they averaged, they were the fourth highest passing, uh, passing attempts per game at thirty nine passing attempts per game. Mike Evans, I'm saying a huge year for Mike Evans. Huge year for Chris Godwin, and there's both ample amount of opportunity from both to play. And you could already see in preseason, he's he's making big plays, and he's going up and getting the ball, and you love to see that. A guy that can catch a ball in uh, double coverage, in traffic, make all the good plays. And this is, what, year three? Yes. Uh, year, year three? Yes, I believe so. So that's like the, make, that's the yes. breakout year. So I'm all bored. I'm I all bored. I want about Godwin, back-to-back year, 16 games played. Right now, according to Fantasy Football Calculator, 18th best fantasy uh, receiver in terms of like where he's getting drafted, ahead of the likes of Cooper Cup, A.J. Green, Tyler Lockett, Boyd, Jarvis, absolute, absolute. Alshon. I, I would say... I, I'm just going to say... I'm gonna, around, I would put him around uh, Landry, and I think Cooper Cup's up there too. I would no, put, like, what's in the Titanic where like they put the coal in to make the Titanic go right back in the old days? 
Oh yeah, the, yeah. The more yeah, coal the, you put the, in, the coal engine. Yeah, I'm still I'm still saying put some coal in there, but I'm just saying dial it back a little bit. You know, not all all. Not, you were not, saying not all full steam ahead. All not engines full go. Steam, <laughs> like when they had when they, the iceberg was coming, they had to like reverse course and they had to like do. I'm saying just maybe like a coal per person. Like instead of the five coals that are being dumped in there, let's just dial it back a little bit. From the standpoint, we're talking like mid third round, and that's kind of. And again, that's right around Woods territory, Julian Edelman, Diggs territory. I don't know. That to me is not in that class just yet. I am projecting a huge year, but just slightly. Maybe get your foot off the gas. Top twenty. I think it's gonna be top twenty. Yeah, I agree, but just slow it down a little bit. Anytime you could break down physical labor for a guy that absolutely does nothing is like, <laughs> I, I would just say a, a great segment. Yeah, I mean, I th- well, I relate to the common man, you know. Someone. Uh, so we're going to transition a little bit now to the quarterback position. Someone I talked about, I'm not going to talk about too much, but I know you wanted to get your two cents in on Kyler Murray. All aboard, pump the brakes. What are your thoughts on the transcendent transcendent talent from the Arizona Cardinals? Cardinals. Honestly, like I can't believe the amount of hype. This is guy is a real – if you've seen any of the uh, interviews with him, he's a very confident young man, um, a, a very – a very athletic, a dual threat quarterback we haven't seen honestly. I think since the the days of Michael Vick, to make that comparison. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a little more savvy at reading defense than Michael Vick, or at least tries to read the the playbook and stuff. Um, but my main my main concern is his durability. He's small. He's, tiny. he's a he's, he's a he's tiny a tiny dude, and Carolina's offensive line is still at the back There's half. What? Arizona's offensive line? That's what I said. You said Carolina. Oh, my fault. Arizona's, uh, I was thinking Cardinals. Uh, Arizona's offensive line is still at the back half of the NFL, ranked-wise. <laughs> yeah. So that that's concerning as well. But th- let's see what the, the new uh, the new rookie head coach has to offer. Yeah, um, I mean, his his ADP, is, I mean, it's been going up slightly. He's, he's like, right now, like, he's, like, going as the eighth quarterback, like, yep. ahead of a lot of guys. Had, had a breeze. Mm-hmm. Had a uh, Rivers had other guys like this that have been staples for the fantasy football top ten staples. Uh, there was a, some stat today since two thousand I believe two thousand thirteen. There was like congratulations on guys that are still ranked in the top ten mm-hmm. of QBs. It was like Breeze, Rivers, Brady, guys like that that's still been around forever. Uh, Eli was in there. He was eleven. Um, but I just my main thing in a concern always is durability. This is the NFL. And you don't want your quarterback running that much, especially at a small stature he is, and taking that many hits. So, we'll see. It was kind of concerning in preseason game when he took one snap, had less than a second, and got destroyed by the, I believe it was the right end um, that they were playing. And it was literally like a second. And, like, you don't want to see that whatsoever, especially yeah. in preseason. That's 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 got to be taken care of already. I'm kind of interested to see where he's going to go in our draft. Um I think the Mahomes. I think people are trying to ride the Mahomes train in the sense of like, oh, let's go out. These young now, these young quarterbacks are gonna come in and dominate. Um, even though they're not comparable, I'm just saying. I think someone's gonna get cute and oh, Kyle Murray's the future. I just like I said, I, I talked about it before. I'm not gonna spend too much time about it. I can't remember the last time a rookie quarterback came in in his rookie year and dominated the league. I can. I can. Robert I can, Griffin. I can. Yeah. RG three. Russell. But Russell he, Wilson. Cam Newton. Josh Allen, even though he he played um in a couple games, the games he played last year, 
Dude was putting he wasn't up points. even a top 25 quarterback last year in PBR. What are you talking about? Josh Allen in the games he played. Uh, but in the games, but he, he only played like seven games. That's what I'm saying. In those games, he was he was top 10 each week. But that's not dominating the football. That's not dominating. When he played, he was... How many people are going to play Josh Allen out of those games? How many people play Josh Allen all seven that, of those games? But I'm saying as a rookie running quarterback. <laughs> I get what you're saying. A dual threat. Yeah, no, I get. I love the dual threat. I love it. I get it. Mitch, Look, Mitch as a dual threat was a top 10 quarterback last year. Not in fantasy, dude. No. He, well, he was, what, did Mitch, what did Mitch end up with? I, I don't, he wasn't top 10. He definitely was not top 10. He was like top 15. I get it. And that was Mitch Trubisky's third year playing. I get it. The rush. The technically, he was second. Technically, he was second. He's, okay. But come on. Uh, let's not argue semantics here. My point is, and again, you're, you're mentioning Andrew Luck. You know, Andrew Luck also threw like over 20 interceptions that year, oh, yeah. by the way. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't name him, but I understand. Okay, but so I mean, let's let's not say let's not throw out Josh Allen dominated the league last year. He completed less than fifty, like he played like fifty some percent. I'm of his saying passes. fantasy points. The dude, when played, was relevant in the top ten player. How many? But how many people started him? In, in no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying the people started him. But like he could be like almost RG three quality where you're gonna run him to death. But I'm just saying I don't. I'm. I'm I'm nervous about his durability. Yeah, me too. Yeah, a, a guy is such a small stature. He's smaller than Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's like the dude's tiny, dude. Well, like, I can't believe we spent this much time on it, but no, I'm sorry. All right. No, but it's no, it's interesting. I guess how many touchdowns? Guess how many touchdowns Josh Allen threw like, last like year? Seventeen. Ten. Ten touchdowns. Let's go. How many rushing though? Seven. Yeah, <laughs> he had eight rushing. Touchdowns. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. He had twelve interceptions though. That, throw it around, Josh. Jesus. He got a big arm. I can't believe you said that he dominated the league, though. I'm not. I'm saying fantasy wise, he was relevant. I guess, dude. That moving on. I guess somebody. What was his completion percentage last year? Probably like, like you couldn't even get a DUI. Fifty-three percent, though. Okay, I, I love Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. I think Josh Allen's great, but come on now. All right, let's move on now. Exactly. What, what a great player to say if you're on it, because he's like. It's it, he, make or break. Take, do you think Josh Allen? What you're trying to say is you think Josh Allen could have a better than Kyle Murray? Yes. I don't think that's crazy talk, and I don't think that's that crazy. But he's got to start making. He's got to start completing passes. And he, he has no one. Honestly, he has yeah. Zay, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. They're hiring that that running back they drafted. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about the Bills behind anymore. McCoy and behind. Let's uh, let's save the Bills for the NFC. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're gonna talk about one team because that's gonna transition to our sweet Zawa. Um. The Browns right now. The hype train is out of control. In fact, Baker Mayfield's like, people all of a sudden want us to lose because the hype is so real. That's it's loosely quoting yeah. Baker Mayfield. Um, thoughts on the Browns? Is the hype real? Are you all bored the Browns train? Are you, all, are you all in on the dog pound? Dude could chug a beer, I can tell you that. He can't chug a beer with his teeth. You see him over there beer can yeah. with his teeth? That was it's impressive. Not his first, it's not his first it's beer. It's not his first rodeo. Um, am I all in on the Browns? Right now the Browns have... Tie for twenty seventh easiest schedule, like that. You, you got you gotta you do gotta like that. I like that. Um, I don't know. My main thing is there's a lot there's a lot of positive energy in this locomotives ride in the right direction. My main concern with the Browns is what happens when they face adversity. You have Odell Beckham that's a very vocal player on the sideline. What happens if Odell Beckham doesn't get the ball? Or they have a game where they're struggling to get Odell ball. How does he respond? Um, how does he respond? He's got a lot of side sideline semantics, you could say. Mm-hmm. Sideline antics. Yeah. yeah. So, 
the, 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 you got that. Their, I think their defense is good, though. Defense is good. Um, we'll see. It's still a rookie. It's a rookie coach at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, uh, here's my thing. He, um... My main thing is... He, all right, the Browns finally... Finally, they were going in a positive direction last year. They still didn't have a winning record. Can they get in a winning record? That should be building block number one. Getting the positive. When's the last time the Browns had a winning record? True. Since uh, Belichick was there? I, think they won, I don't know, I dude. think they won 10 games with Belichick. I have no idea. Play. That's I a think they question, did make the man. I don't know. That's so it's so it's like so, when we were still in Pampers, though. Yeah, so until they prove it, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against the Browns. You know, Baker, man, looking at his numbers, even to like the last five games last year, he had some monsters, man. Um, again, we were talking, we're gonna get into it. I mean, he really didn't. Ha- I know he had like Najoku and Jarvis, but I mean, the receiving core wasn't that great last year. Yet, although I, the defense is exciting. Who's, who's who's the leaders on that team? Jarvis. Who's the leaders that that have been there on a on a winning team, and been in the playoffs, and made some know. noise? Exactly. That's a very young team that's never been in a position like that. So they're gonna be, for me, they're gonna be a learning a lot on the go. So, it it it'll, it'll be interesting. I think they're gonna be they're 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 not gonna be a team that you want to play. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not a team you circle on the schedule like, hey, we gotta win this week. I think they're gonna be battle and they're gonna be in every game. So the question is, the difference between good teams and great teams is winning those close games, and let's see what they could do from there. But they got to prove they got they. It's it's all up to them. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not all aboard. I am pumping the brakes a little bit on that. But I think they're a formal team. They're moving in the right direction. If you're telling me they're gonna win the division, I'm saying pump the brakes. I don't think they're gonna win the division. That's my personal opinion. I still like. I I still think. Uh, Baltimore is better coached. I think Baltimore is a Baltimore style, defense but, is disgusting. Um, and then I still I still like Pittsburgh. So I, I like I don't think they're going to win the division. So I'm saying pump the brakes. Absolutely. But as we transition into our sweet and sour, some guy I'm not pumping the brakes on. Some guy I'm super sweet on. Again, we're breaking down AFC North. Which let me tell you guys, if you haven't done your research yet, the AFC North there is a lot of fancy potential. Fancy gold mine. It's a fancy gold mine, and it was tough to just pick some guys, but. A guy that was there last year that I mentioned being a leader, Jarvis Landry. I'm super sweet on Jarvis Landry right now. ADP right now going 55 overall, 55th overall, 25th receiver. Okay, he. I know people that had him last year, Dave Stuber, were not happy with his production. I get it. Last year, it was a down year. 149 targets, 81 receptions. He only caught 54% of his targets, Randy. Put it this way. In his previous four years, he has never caught less than 66% of his targets. So I get the targets, 149, were, were extremely high, second highest, I think, in his career. Those are going to come down with Odell. But at the same time, Baker's second year, I expect his percentage of, you know, his completion percentage to go up. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, when you add a guy like Odell, that makes everything else easier. So if you're telling me, when, when he's going to, if he's going to get 120 targets, and if he catches 66% of those, you're still looking at 80 receptions, which will put him right at wide receiver 18, which he finished last year. So there's no reason why he's going 25th overall as a receiver in terms of you know number of receivers when he's going to have the same production he had this past year, which put him at 18. I, Did I convince you? A little bit. I think there's a lot of mouth of feeds in that offense. Um, you got Njoku. 
You got Landry, you got Odell, you got Chubb, you got after eight games, you got Cream Hunt coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, I, I believe it. I believe they're going to be a, a pass first offense, um, especially with the weapons they have. And I, I, I'm buying it. And here's another thing too. You know, I don't know if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But in order to score fantasy points, you have to be on the field. Is that correct? Yeah, he needs durables. Durables. Hasn't missed a game in his career. Played every single regular season game. I love that stat. My point is, to go, it's disrespectful right now for Juice Landry to be going 25th, to be the 25th ranked receiver. To go basically, you know, mid-fifth, sixth round, that's disrespect. Because I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a legit number two fantasy receiver. I'm I'm really interested to see how they run their offense, and I I, I look forward to breaking it down, especially with OD, ODB. He runs a lot out of the slot, and that's where Landry makes his money out of the slot. So to see where they're where they're both moving around, trying to there, there could be a lot of looks in that offense that's going to give DBs a lot of trouble. So I, I can believe that. Okay, all right, that's something I'm sweet on. What do you what do you got there, Kamish? There's another guy I'm sweet on. You know, it's he's not in a household name yet. And I think he, he's overtaken another player on his team that everyone knows uh, his, has been known for a while as a top 10 wide receiver, and that's A.J. Green. Um, A.J. Green, for last, for formerly, for last, what, since, you would say since like 2014? Since he's been in the league. Yeah, is, is a guy that everyone's been targeted as round one, round two wide receiver you want on your team. But after the last two years of A.J. Green being hurt, this guy has kind of taken over that A.J. Green role, and, and it's not getting a lot of love. And this guy's name is Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd last year ranked in 2018 as the 17th overall wide receiver in, in PPR rankings. He had 108 targets, 76 receptions, over 1,000 yards receiving, and 7 TDs. A.J. Green last year, even though he was banged up, only played 9 games, was the 44th ranked. With seventy-seven targets, and he had he played just, nine games. So. Yeah, he just shy of seven, yeah, seven hundred yards, seven hundred yeah. yards and six TDs. Kind of but the thing is, year, yeah, since he throws the ball, average about thirty-four times a game, and with AJ Green out, uh, for for projected probably a couple weeks at least. Yeah, I would say at least four the first four games. You got John Ross banged up. That's another 58 targets. That's 77 targets and 58 from last year. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of targets, Some targets yeah. for Tyler Boyd, which is probably the only wide receiver based on besides Joe Mixon. And Tyler Eifert's always banged up. And Gio Bernard. So someone's going to have have to eat up those targets, those 34 targets a game that Cincy throws. And the Red Rifle, believe it or not, even though everyone makes fun of him, does throw the ball um, quite a lot. So what's interesting, I I'm, I talk about Landry, Landry, you talk about Boyd. Right now, Fantasy Football Calculator, 25th, Liz Landry, overall wide receiver, and then Boyd's 24th. Both those guys, I think, could easily be top 18. I would I would love Tyler Boyd as my wide receiver, too. Yeah, it's just not a sexy name, though. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like People are so drawn to that. That's why I was trying to make the comparison before. People are so drawn to that name, A.J. Green, because of years past. But in the last two years, Tyler Boyd has been A.J. Green. If you just switch the names. Yes. I mean, I okay, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm in on Tyler Boyd. I think – I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad. 
And if he's healthy... He's serviceable. He's serviceable. I'm actually getting to that. You mentioned his teammate. I'm super sweet on Joe Mixon. Dave Steuben sent me a great tweet, I think, by Field Yates. I wish we had a team like ESPN, like a, a stat team, because we could come up with some amazing stats like this one right here. I have no you way... You want to quit your job? I, I should. I, don't, I have no way of knowing this, but Joe Mixon, only one of five players... They have forty percent of outside outside the quarterback, right? One of five players to only had to have forty percent of his team's touches last year. One of five, he had about forty percent of his team's touches. Mixon last year had two hundred thirty-seven rushes, rushes at four point nine yards a clip. So, this guy when he gets the ball is doing damage. Last year, since he was twenty-six in attempts, I expect that to go up a little bit. Andy Dalton only played eleven games. Give me a full season, to Andy Dalton, who actually was not that bad. Zach Taylor, he's called, do you know where he's from? You know where he comes from? Zach Taylor? Yeah, the, the new head coach. Zach Taylor sounds like the linebacker from Miami back in the day. Now, good guess. He was, guess who, guess who we know? Sean McVay. So oh, he's, he's, he's from, from the tree. He's from the McVay tentacles. <laughs> I'm expecting. Did he have a beer with McVay once or a coffee? Yeah, he was their quarterback's coach he last year. He bumped shoulders with him in college or something? He was uh, on their staff for two years. been on their staff for two years. My point is. Bringing Zach Taylor, I'm assuming that the Bengals' 26th ranked offense is going to improve a, improve a little bit. You mentioned AJ Green not going to be there. John Ross has been a bust. I don't know who else is really going to be there to do some damage. You know, as uh, you know, so give me a healthy Dalton. Joe Mixon right now was the 10th best fantasy running back last year. I'm sweet on him, even if he's just 10 ne- ne- this year. Give me a guy like Joe Mixon. When do you think he goes? Mid second round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, even maybe even yeah, I would say mid second round. I'm saying let's say twelve, so I'd say top eighteen pick. Okay, yeah, no, that's where I think he lands. My point is again the name, you know, the Bengals stigma. But I feel I feel really good taking Joe Mixon. The Bengals defense is taking is taking a step back too as well. Yeah, they're not as good as so like they're gonna be down a lot of games. The only thing is they play. Like, the Steelers' D's got a lot better. Browns' D's good. Ravens' D's good. And they play him twice. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. No, I know. But, I I, I mean, he, he's capable in the passing game. He had a yeah. 40, over 40 receptions last year. So, I, I'm i just saying, I like Joe Mixon as a guy that, you if you draft him to be your wide, or if you draft him to be your running back, too, he's going to be a great running back, too, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I would say wide uh, running back one. Running back one. I mean, it depends what you do in the first round, if you go if you go running back or not. Um, do you have anybody more sweet on, or do you want me to go? I, I got a guy that I, you can go one more, and then I and gotta, then we'll do the yeah. Okay, I didn't. This guy wasn't on my radar because I didn't feel like talking to any more Browns after I did the deep dive on Juice Landry, who I'm super humped, super humped on, super super, super hyped on. on. Let's go. Super hyped on. Well, um, I got there. a couple actually. I maybe I won't even do my my other one, but the more I broke down Nick Chubb, the more I'm loving me some Chubb, yes. dude. I didn't know this, but this is kind of mind-boggling. In the first six games last year, he rushed. He only had 16 rush attempts in the first six games for 173 yards. He finished with 996 rushing yards. So the last 10 games, he had 820 rushing yards, which was good for obviously 82 yards a game. If you put that on pace for a full 16-game season, he would have been second in the league in rushing right behind Zeke Elliott, which is crazy to me. I know Kareem Hunt's there, but he's not going to be there for the first eight games. They shipped out Duke Johnson. I'm expecting first, second, third down Nick Chubb to be on the field, at least for the first eight games. You could take Nick Chubb and feel confident 
that you are drafting someone that could be like a James Conner this year in terms of going to catch the ball, is going to be the only red zone running back. He could score a lot in what we project to be a very potent offense. Yeah, right now Nick Chubb's the 14th ranked running back and 29th overall. Here's Let's play a little like name drop, a little name game, the guys that are going around him. Sure. Who would you rather have, Carryon Johnson or Nick Chubb? Chubb. All right, right now, Carryon Johnson's just going a spot before him. Devontae Freeman or Nick Chubb? Chubb. Josh Jacobs or Nick Chubb? Chubb, because I've seen him do it. I haven't seen I know. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be good. And then Leonard Fournette is going two spots. He's ahead of Carryon Johnson or Nick Chubb. Oh, Chubb all day. I'll Chubb all day. I want no part of I'm not Fournette. a big. I'm not a big Fournette guy. Neither am I. We got some guys pumping up Fournette. I'm not seeing it. I will say this. What if you what if your situation Gurley or Chubb? Gurley's like seven. Or uh, Chubb. Oh my. So right now in fantasy football. See, you use ESPN. I use fantasy football out. They got Chubb eight right now. It's Chubb at eight, Gurley at nine, Cook at ten, Mixon at eleven. I'd go girly still. Yeah, I go girly too. I'd take him over Cook though. I don't want no part of Delvin Cook. Dude, can't stay healthy. That's a All waste right. to pick for me, in my opinion. Now, I got one more for you. But this is a, just a sweet. This is someone that I'm like lukewarm on. Oh, uh, just lukewarm? Yeah, it's like, you know, after. Like pissing the bed after a heavy night of drinking, lukewarm? Or? Yeah, a little bit. But you know, this is, you know what it is? It's like the when you. It's like if someone doesn't like cold showers, right? But you don't want to take a really hot shower because you just had a long day outside pulling weeds or something. And you kind of take like a shower that's not scolding hot but not too cold either. Like a rege- uh, regenerizer? A regenerizer, I guess. I don't know. Willie Sneed here, right? Just I'm a, I'm a, just a, a tiny, tiny little deep dive on Willie Sneed here. He averaged six targets a game last year in an offense that does not pass the ball that much. That the, much at all, Mike. Not, okay, maybe that's a slight over-exaggeration. But out of 10, 10 out of 16 games, Willie Sneed had at least 10 fantasy points. I like that. And then who else is there for Lamar Jackson to throw to? There's no one. There's uh, Brown, but that's it. So I guess my point, he only had one touchdown too last year. I expect that to change. My point is, this is a guy that you might not even, probably not even going to get drafted or is going to get drafted 15th. Here's a guy that, you know, out of, you know over 60% of the games is giving you 10 fantasy points PPR. I'm just saying. Any thoughts? I mean, someone's got to catch. Was it a I waste got... of 80 seconds to talk about Willie Sneed? No. I mean, like, what do, what do you want? What are you looking for? Like a like a plug and chug wide receiver three? Yeah, like a spot star wide receiver three on a, like, on occasion. Someone just to have on your roster. Like, if you, like, I just want 10 points at my wide receiver three. No, but it's like sometimes you're, you're a lot of these guys that are for, buried deep on your bench. Might not have give you any type of production. You're just banking on maybe someone getting hurt or something. I'm just saying. There's a guy that's giving you some production. Low that, ceiling, high floor kind of guy? Yeah. I never get those analogy things, but yes. Do you want me to explain it to you? I get it. Low ceiling means he's not going to drop. but he, No, he's not going to pop off. But he's got, low, you know, he's got low floor. Or he's got low ceiling, low floor. That's what I said. No, no, low no. Ce- no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break it down for Mike real quick <laughs> on the fantasy pocket. Low ceiling means he's not going to pop. Uh, he's not going to rise that high. But a, but a high floor means he's not going to drop off the, the table. He's got a, probably a medium floor. Oh, so he's going to give you just a 10. That's what you want. Yeah, I'm just saying. In, 10 to 12 points. 10 to 12. You're feeling confident about it. That's all I'm saying. Dude scores a 16. You're ecstatic. Yes. Yeah, I, but again, you, this is someone you're not relying on to have it. But it's someone like, oh, shit, you know. 
Uh, I gotta buy and maybe I gotta play someone. I'm just it's just someone to monitor. That's all. Okay. Just give okay. it some fantasy, some extra nugs. You're you're sweet on someone. I'm sour. So we gotta do a little. We'll all see. Right. Hey, you can vote on Twitter which one won your argument here. But go ahead. You're, oh yeah, it's a little Twitter poll. We we're, gonna, we're, gonna throw, we're, gonna, we're gonna throw at you. Yeah, we should do that. This guy is on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Tight end position, Vance McDonald. All right. Last year was a was ranked. He was the tenth overall tight end in fantasy football. He split with Jesse James. Last year he had 72 targets, 50 receptions, just over 600 yards receiving and four TDs. Now, Jesse James is gone. That's 39 targets that, he, that are open for the field. Yes. Then you got Antonio Brown, 168 targets gone. So there's available 207 targets available for the team. For last year, Pittsburgh ranked the highest in. Attempts per game at 43 attempts from uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. That was the most in the NFL. Yeah, he had the most pass attempts in the league. I expect the, that to, to, to slip yeah. a little bit. So, to, to what, like 40? I don't know, I'm just saying. I just don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have the most passing attempts in the league. Next okay. Year, this year. Okay. So let's say if he, he was top five. Top, top five, I'm looking at the stats right now. Top five, Atlanta was fifth, and they still threw 38. Okay. So there's a lot of targets to be had. And not a lot of mouths to feed. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. You got... Uh, we're still hearing uh, grumblings about Dante Moncrief mm-hmm. that could potentially eat some targets. But Vance McDonald's got no other tight end, so he's not splitting with Jesse James. Um, there's a guy that you're kind of high on, and uh, some of us else in the league. At, uh, what's his name? Samuels? Jalen Samuels. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Vance McDonald killed Chris Conte. So what's not to like about this guy? He literally stiffed arm Chris Conti out of the league. True, true. Well, I think he's still in the league, but but yeah, he did. He put him in a different dimension. I agree. What what so, what makes this guy sour to you, Mike? Well, here's why you're wrong. Everything you said was wrong. Oh, okay. Here's why everything. Are you going to say like he's got a high ceiling, low floor? No, low I, I, floor, I don't, don't want to talk ceiling. about floors and ceilings. No floor, ce- I, no, see, no you, ceilings. You're not see, ceilings. Right? I, don't confine the don't, ceilings are the roof. Don't Mike, put me Michael in a Jordan? don't put me in a box. See, oh, okay. I, I can't, the floors and ceilings that constrains me. That oh. restricts me. I'm a free thinker. You're, you're in the clouds like so, Dave half the time? You know what's interesting? Jalen Samuels, I know it's going to say he played 14 games, or but really he was only featured in the passing game, seven games. You know what's interesting? You mentioned Vance McDonald, four touchdowns, in seven games featured in the receiving game. Jalen Samuels had three. My point is, Vance McDonald, really, the only reason he's top 10 tight end was that play on Conti, where he goes 75 yards to the house. That was a 13-point play right there. That bumps him out of the top 10. Are we still having the same discussion? That's number one. Number two, I know you're saying Jesse James is gone, which he is gone. But they also have uh, – they're high. I'm reading, I'm reading stuff. A guy named last name Oliver Grimble or Xavier Grimble. I don't know. Xavier Grimble. Xavier Grimble. They're talking – expect him to basically take the amount of snaps that Jesse James was taking. So he's going to be on the field. He's a blocking tight end. He's a blocking tight end. My point is there's still another tight end on the floor. On the floor, on the field. Not to mention, right now, it, 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 I don't think it's a smart move. But do you remember, too, last year there was, like, rumblings or people were upset because Jalen Samuels was listed as a tight end, but he should have been a running back. People were playing him a tight end. He had both. He had, he had both. That was the first time that yes. Yahoo was in a, well, a conundrum. Because why, why is that, though? Because he lines up as a tight end a lot of time, right? And he's also on the tight end roster. Whatever. My point is, right now... Fantasy football calculator, Vance McDonald's is going 82nd overall in drafts. Jalen Samuels is going basically right around 100. My point is, 
it's a smarter pick to go ahead and just wait and take Samuels because regardless if he's a running back or a tight end or whatever he is, he's going to be featured a lot in the passing game because what you mentioned. So you mentioned, okay, who who is going to take over the targets? Yeah, 207 targets. Okay, Sam is going to get some. My boy James Washington, who I didn't talk about when I'm super high on, my boy James Washington is going to take some targets. Juju's going to get some more targets. My point is, I just don't think, if you draft Vance McDonald, I don't see him breaking into the top five. It's more likely Vance McDonald's outside the fifth, outside of the top 15 than he is inside the top five. It's not a smart pick for me. I'd rather wait the extra 18, 20 picks and take a guy, Samuels, who's technically a running back, but is going to play receiver, basically, or tight end. Give me Jalen Samuels, and that's why I'm right. Do you think Vance McDonald gets like that 6-8 to eight range? The tight end position? I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but we're talking extra 10, 15 points. Yeah. I don't know. The value is with Samuels to me. If he gets 50 more targets, nah, that's that's a lot. Let's say like 30 more targets. That's good, yeah. No, I get it. But, all right, but you got to, like you said, now, who knows? It's fluky, but imagine if he, he does have some injury concerns. He yeah, does. He, oh, I didn't even bring that up, man. Now you're even making my argument. One out of every four regular season games in his career, he does not play. I like, he's not, the, I, like a, the, I like the mods. 75% of the time he's on the field. Yeah, so, I mean, you see how I phrase that, though? It sounds better, in my way. One out of four he misses yeah. instead of saying three out of four he plays. Yeah. So, th- he's not on the field that much. Give me someone that's on the field, and again, I, I'm not I'm not highlighting. I don't want Mance McDonald as a tight end. I don't think you should either. I think at the t- you bring up a good point about that, only being on the field three out of four games. But if you, like, break down, like, the tight end roster. It's not good. What guys are always healthy? I will say I'm banking on people like Delaney Walker coming back. I think Jordan Reed is going to be better. So those are guys that are going to But these guys are injury concerns. Yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, like, if you're breaking down just the overall tight ends, besides, like, Ertz, Kelsey, Kelsey, and Kittle, everyone I'm I'm reading, Evan Ingram, injury concerns. Last year, he was out a couple games. Hunter Henry, O.J. Howard, Jared Cook, Njoku, whatever. Ebron's been banged up. Olsen lately's been banged up. Yeah. Rudolph gets no yet. Trey Burton like has anxiety. He can't play. True. Trey Burton right now, fantasy football cap, like 20th tight end. Jeez Louise. He's dropping like flies. Jeez. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we're going to put a poll on Twitter after you listen. Vote who won that debate. Yeah. Who won the debate or just, can I just put uh, Vance McDonald? Are you sweet or sour on Vance McDonald? Yeah. That's yeah. fine. But, but if, you, if you pick sour, I know you voted for me. As we transition to another guy I'm sour on, a big name, a big free agent signing, Mark Ingram. Everybody's like, whoa, Trotta, what are you talking about? Are you stupid? They run the ball all the time. That is true. I agree with you. The problem is Lamar Jackson runs the ball a lot. Lamar Jackson averaged 17 rushing attempts per game when he became the starter. <clears throat> when, as he was a starter, he averaged 23 pass attempts, 17 rush attempts. That's 40 touches for Lamar Jackson. That's a lot of touches. And again, I know that people are talking about them running the ball a lot, and they did. Gus Edwards got a lot of rushing yards. Kenneth Dixon had some signs. Alex Collins in one game looked good. But in the seven games Lamar Jackson was the starting quarterback, the combination of Alex Collins, Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon combined for only four rushing touchdowns. These running backs are not getting into the end zone. So Mark Ingram, even though I don't doubt that he is going to rush for a lot of yards, I am not 100% sure how many times he's going to get in the end zone. And also, we talked about the Willie Sneed thing. 
I don't know. I don't know how many teams are going to be too concerned with that pass game. I'm expecting to see a lot of these. Um, I'm expecting not only to see Lamar Jackson on tape the previous year, they're going to have better game plans for him. I'm expecting them to really stack the box on, on this Ravens team. And it's going to be hard for Mark Ingram, who's not too shifty, I think, to, to find some space in this rushing attack. One we've never seen Mark Ingram is the number one featured back True. in the NFL. It's always so, been a committee. Um, he doesn't get the ball out of the backfield. He's not So PPR back, he's not going to get a lot of passes. Um, two... The Ravens' offense got exposed in the playoffs last year when they played the Chargers. Yes. Remember how abysmal it was that was? Bad, but it, yeah, it was bad. I, from what I remember, it was bad. And I, you know what they did? They had they had Weddle come up. No, they didn't even have Weddle on the team. Um, but they had their DBs come up and play almost like nine guys in the box and force Lamar Jackson to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what is, what is maturation – Looks like yes. um, in year two of having a full year of uh, being the starting quarterback, he's got to throw the ball, and that and that's going to lead into something. Another guy I'm sour on. Okay, but I will say this: I do like Harbaugh. So I think he's like the best coach in the NFL. That might be a hot take. I love me some John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Love me some John Harbaugh. I'm just saying. Is it John or Jim? John, it's John Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, whatever you know, but I'm saying I just think the dude's a winner. Okay, go ahead. But the best coach in the NFL, that's a hot take. That's a hot take, dude. Hot take. Best, uh, I don't know. Does, how many rings he got? One? Yeah. Yeah. So, Think better, about it. Joe Flacco is a quarterback. Yeah. Better than Belichick? Always, always relevant. Most of the time, always relevant. Always sniffing playoffs. Okay. I mean, maybe the best. I don't know. I'm just saying. Top five? Top five. Okay. Fair that's enough. better. Because right. you go off the cusp like that. That, was, like, that was a little reckless. <laughs> you know, you got to check You got to check someone sometimes when they say yeah. something like that. Um, a Guy I'm sour on, like we're talking Ravens. Um and it's just at his draft at his draft rate. I'm not so much sour on him as an overall quarterback, but right now where he's going, and that's got to be for me. That's got to be Lamar Jackson. Right now, Lamar Jackson's the 16th ranked quarterback, and he's ahead of the likes of Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jimmy G. Stafford, uh, Josh Allen, you know what I mean? Like, these are pick and choose, but the guy doesn't pass the ball. Last year, they, they averaged 23 pass attempts per game. All right. That's when uh, Lamar Jackson was was playing in those last seven games. Yeah. And last year, the worst team before that was Seattle at 28 passes attempts per game. They just don't pass the ball. So He only had one game in the regular season last year where he passed the ball, or he had 25 pass attempts. It, it's terrible. He had seven games last year, and he rushed for 147 times. That is not sustainable in the NFL. True. True. But, uh, man, it's hard to argue. I'm looking at these f- rushing numbers. Yeah, Jeez even though he Louise. averaged 4.7 yards per carry. Only nine total touchdowns in seven games, I believe. For me, it's his durability is number one mm-hmm. that I'm concerned with, especially a full 16-game season of running the ball that much. These numbers are insane, though, looking at him. And his wide receiver core is terrible. But... Oh, I'm give you a little the right receiver. Uh, Willie Sneed is your best wide receiver going into the season. How do you feel confident? But you will say this since they're stacking the box on the run, there's going to be some more one on ones. My point is a little pushback. Do you have to be a good quarterback if you are basically averaging almost eight to ten fantasy points on the ground as a quarterback? Meaning, if you're just somewhat decent, you're going to be serviceable and more than serviceable. I guess my point is I'm not. I don't. I don't want to start Lamar Jackson, but at the same time, if he just 
if he just improves, you know, 10% of of where he was, of where he was last year as a passer. More, more, man. Okay. My point is, there's some, there's some, there's some, as you like to say, there's some floor on this this guy here. There's some high ceiling on this guy. Yeah. I mean, but my main concern is he set an NFL record for rushing attempts in seven games. Yeah, it's never been seen at a quarterback. How is that? Multiple games over 20 attempts. How is that sustainable? I'm not saying he's not a big frame guy. That's my thing. He's not a Cam Newton run the ball. It depends if he's taking hits or not. I got, you know, we got to see. I'm not saying I'm high on him. I don't think, I think you should take Rivers over him, what you're saying. I'm just saying, uh, I wouldn't mind him having on my team. Because there could be some games where he, like, goes berserk and, you know, rushes for over 120 yards, throws three touchdowns. Like, there could be some wild games where he's a part of. Who would you rather have, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Kyler Murray. Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson? I don't know. Give me another one. Mitch. Trubisky. Jameis. Jameis, fantasy-wise. Philip Rivers. You already said Rivers. Kirk Cousins. I'll take Cousins. Jimmy G. Give me Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. All right. Man, we got a lot done today. Some good stuff today. Some good, some fiery debates. Yeah, we got we got a little after it. We we yeah. learned we learned a little bit. I we're pretty animated. The, the listeners might have learned what the difference between the floor and the ceiling is. True, true. We're... Speaking of floors and ceilings, mm-hmm. yes. When you put a floor and a ceiling together, and you put two walls around it, what do you get? You get a house, mm-hmm. right? And what do you want to bet? The mortgage. Oh, keep forgetting about the mortgage payment. Yes, the AFC North edition of the mortgage payment. Right now. Let's do over-unders. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good transition. Yeah. Right now, we got over-unders. Okay. And they're all... Because this is a division that beats up a lot of themselves. And last year, if I do believe, to win the division, uh, the Ravens had 10 wins? Was it? It was 10 wins, They right? were 10-6. Correct. Yeah. So they won with 10 wins. Right now, they have pit over-under, 9 wins. Okay. I Keep say, going first. Keep going. Um, Give me all four of them. All right. Pit, 9 wins. Baltimore, 8.5. Bengals six, Browns nine. Then I'll I'll break it down even further for you. Pittsburgh has tied for the nineteenth, um, you could say, worst or best the way you want to look at it. Um, schedule, uh, okay. strength of schedule. Yeah. And then so uh, more cushy, right? Yeah. Okay. Baltimore's tied for nineteenth as well. Bengals have the twenty third easiest schedule. And the Browns have tied for twenty seventh easiest schedule. So meaning they have like the fifth easiest schedule. Or yeah. is that okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. Nine and a half for Pittsburgh? Yeah. I, I, t- I take the eight and a, the Baltimore's eight and a half. Yeah. I think that's the lock of the division. That's over for sure. Yeah. Nine wins. Yeah, I think they get that. Um I go under on Cincy. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a coin flip between Pittsburgh and uh I think Pittsburgh gets ten. And then that means probably Browns get I think maybe eight and eight. Yeah. I'm not hating that. I'm not hating that. I think the lock, though, if you're a bet man, I, th- I think the lock is... Uh... So you got to think of, like, who's going to make the playoffs in the AFC. And I think the Browns and Baltimore could be fighting for the two playoff spots. But then you got to also... you got to include KC's going to win their division. Yes. Um, I think the Chargers... going to win their division. And then I think Chargers are in... Pl- gonna, gonna make, yeah, they're going to make the wild card. So I think for the second wild card, it's going to be a battle between the Browns and Baltimore at the end of the year. So you think Pittsburgh win the division? 
I think Pittsburgh wins the division. Pittsburgh's defense is revamped. Um, according to Vegas right now. Yeah, but also, too, you got the Texans down south with the with the the Colts. I'm we we haven't broke them down. We gotta yet. break them down. But that Andrew Luck stuff is making me concerned. nervous. Right now in Vegas, got Pittsburgh plus one thirty to win the division. Baltimore plus two fifty. Bengals plus twelve hundred. No, take that back. Plus twenty one hundred. Yeah, that's uh, negative. And then the Browns are even money to win the division, and that, that is just wake too many people betting on the Browns. Like we said before, are you all aboard or you want to pump the brakes? Yeah. And that's one of those things that you got to see it first. True. Okay. Good mortgage payment. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I w- I'd be interested to see receiving yards on Juju to, to lead the league with that prop is. I can look it up. I, 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 yeah, I we can you. give it to you. We can get to you later. I bet you he's we're top, running, top, We're running a little long six. here on this. Yeah. We're running a little long. I wonder what the... Uh, oh, wait. Eh, minutes. <laughs> it's a little long. Oh, um, hey. But we're just fired up. Uh, I think probably we're looking at Sunday, maybe. Maybe. I go back to work soon, which is unfortunate. But we're going to get a new lounge out there. we got two left. And then we also, I, I, mean, we're, I plan to do some other stuff, too, before the, uh, the draft to get some different shows out there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. As always, follow us Facebook, yes. Instagram, Twitter. Anchor, Spotify. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell Spotify, iTunes is the podcast. Give us some likes. Give us some feedback. Um, pay attention to the polls, yes. as always. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we know this league's been around for 13 years with the same 13 guys, unlike a lot of leagues that flip-flop guys back and forth like it's nothing. We're, uh, prepare we're yourself loyal. for September 1st. At the commission's house for the Solar TDs draft and fireworks show and extravaganza, you could say. Cool. Yeah, man. As always, I'm Mikey Mack. That's the commission. Remember, it's never too late. Come relax at the lounge. Take care, y'all. See you, Gallagher.